Hello, and welcome to GameCast, a podcast about gaming created by us, students in David Morgan's first-year writing class at Emory University. Read, write, play. Some have claimed that video games are becoming the greatest storytelling medium of our age. So we will explore the impact of this developing medium on our society. Each week for the rest of the semester, a pair of students will play a game and discuss it using terms and ideas from Ian Bogost's Doing Things with Video Games. We hope that we can investigate and describe a wide variety of innovative methods of expressive representation. You can find us on the web at bit.ly slash rwpgamecast. Welcome to GameCast. I'm Jake. And I'm Andrew. And today we'll be talking about Skyrim, as along with the Ian Bogos term, Transit. Now, Andrew, I actually have never played Skyrim before doing this podcast with you. So, just give me a basic overview, a brief overview. What is Skyrim all about? Uh, what does it entail, essentially? Alright, well, Skyrim's pretty much just a large open world game where you can complete quests and grow your character. You have the main quests and the side quests that you can choose to do, or you can just roam around and explore the whole world. Now, if you tried to do the main quest just casually, it could take up to 150 hours to complete. But there's more content after that, like DLC and... Yeah, there's, there's, that's including a ton of the gameplay. If you just tried to plow through straight through the main quest, it could take about 25 hours, which is still a lot of time. And it also it's probably very hard to stay on the main quest. It's so easy to get distracted with all the yeah, side quests as well. There are tons of distractions in the game. It's just so huge. And is that what makes it different than any other type of open world game that you've played? Like, I've played Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. Does its size really lend itself to making it unique? Yes. It's literally... I'm pretty sure it was the biggest video game world of its time when it came out. No two playthroughs of the game are going to be the same exact thing. It's just... So huge and so diverse. And so you said it's the biggest one of its time, yeah. So how expansive is the actual map? Like, where can you go? Where can you explore? Well, think of it like this. Just anywhere you can see, you can travel to. Like, that mountain that looks like it's really, really far away, you can go there. And it'll take, like, 20 minutes to run there if you just go straight there without distractions. But... The game is huge. It has different weather environments. Like in the north, it's always snowing. There's always snow in the ground. In places in the south, there's like a fall environment. There are flatlands and mountains everywhere. So it's all very diverse. And then touch upon the dungeons. So not only the nature is so expansive, just the outside environment, but there are towns and various cities where you can explore, correct? Yeah. Some of the dungeons, like one of them I'm pretty sure is so huge that it can be about a quarter of the entire world map. Just underneath the map? Yeah, just in a cave, just down there. How how do you travel to these places? Is it just walking and running? Do you fast travel? I mean, is there a car? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, well, the game starts with you pretty much in the very middle of the map, and then you can choose to walk or ride a horse 
wherever you want. But then there's like a little carriage that you can pay gold to take you to other strongholds, but that's not really any fun. It's funny that you mention that because Ian Bogos makes a point in this chapter talking about transit, especially transit in video games, and how as a culture we've really lost the immersion of finding new ideas, finding new places with this idea of fast travel. So how is transit really relevant in Skyrim? Okay, well, the player has the power to make choices in their dialogues and wherever they go in the game. So they can stray off the path and explore their heart's content. And this is really only true if they travel on foot and not fast travel. But even if you do fast travel places everywhere in the game, you'll have to travel on foot eventually, which will get you immersed in the game, but you would not be as immersed as you could be if you fast travel. So what I feel that Skyrim does really well is that forces you to explore new ideas, explore new possibilities, and I think that's what the game, that's what the intended message of the game is. Yeah. Is to go to places that you'll never go to go before. Go find new adventures and new places to explore. Um, new ideas. So, do you believe that it's a fictional world, that it does it superior to a real world type game? So, say, Grand Theft Auto, which is set in a fictionalized Los Angeles, or another type of game like that, do you feel that the fictional world succeeds? Yeah, I feel like the fantasy world is way better than real world games because the fantasy world... In terms it, of transit. In terms of transit, yeah. It's 100% new to you, so you have so much more to discover than in a real world game because in a real world game, you already know, you have a basic idea of like what it is, where you can go, what you can do. But in a fantasy world, you don't know what to do. You just can explore it freely, and there's endless possibilities in that, and it pretty much forces you to become immersed in it. So what the Boas chapter actually describes as, as an example is it talks about an example from how people in the 19th century, before railroads, had to travel from Edinburgh to London, took 10 days by horse. So they were basically forced to appreciate the nature around them, forced to kind of use the environment. And when trains were invented, it took two days, and you were kind of stuck in that window of just, like, watching it, and you weren't fully immersed. And that's, that's what I feel also the fictional world succeeds in, especially Skyrim. You're forced to walk or forced to use horseback and f basically have the nature in front of you, forced to appreciate that nature. So what better way, I think, um, to actually show you than to actually do a playthrough of the game I already told you I haven't played the game before, so here we go. So, and we're back, and it's me playing Skyrim right now. Yeah, the map is giant. Like, you can't even see all of it. So, like, how easy is it to get used to playing Skyrim? Because you've played a little bit already. Yeah, um, it's definitely more complex than I thought it'd ever be. Like, there's there's a lot going on. And that, and that sometimes, like, I get lost. You know, like, mm -hmm. I try to follow the cursor, and I just end up in places that I shouldn't be. And just fall off a cliff. I fell, I've fallen off a cliff before, yeah. That right. was not fun. That is not it. That's how easy it is to be distracted in this game. Oh, okay. This guy is... Oh, wow. The getting angry. Oh, oh, you leveled up. That's a first. Yeah, Skyrim has a really unique leveling system. Like, it has the typical skill trees, but 
there are 18 of them, and it's practically impossible to get all of them. So you gotta pick and choose wisely. So like, how does the game look? Like, it came out, what, like five, six years ago? How does it compare to newer ones? I, I have to say, I'm very, very impressed with the graphics. It totally holds up. I mean, it's very realistic. I mean, look, if you look at the trees and you look at the houses, it's, it's crazy how, how realistic it actually is, especially considering it's not on the next-gen systems, or I'm not playing on a next-gen system. Yeah. I'm playing the original. There's just so much you can do in this game. Technically, you never really have to fight people. You can just sneak your way through. The entire game. Yeah. That's how, like... Or you can just be, like, an alchemist or something. There's an armory right there you can smith. There's a smithing skill tree. Yeah, you want to go left of the bridge right there. Remember that path later where I told you, like, go right, not yep. left? You want to go left now. Okay. What kind of games does it remind you of, like, certain so, games? I played, actually, uh, Oblivion, the game before this, and it's similar to that in the sense, uh, oh, that's a, a dog, that's a wolf, okay. And he's gone. <laughs> Fire. Yeah, so it's similar in the fact, I've also played World of Warcraft in, this, in the fantasy element of it. Mm -hmm. Um... The open-worldness definitely reminds me of a typical sandbox game, like a Grand Theft Auto, um, like a Red Dead Redemption, like a Fallout. But yeah, it definitely holds up. Um, definitely can uh, ride itself with current games, in my opinion. So yeah, uh, it's fun playing. Got a nice sense of the game. So, Andrew, we just live through my experience playing the game, my absolutely fun experience. So, can you just describe your personal experience playing the game? I mean, you've played it multiple times, you're really immersed, you're really into this game. Yeah, I just love this game overall. Like, I love the aspect where you can create certain types of characters, like, sometimes I'm a mage, sometimes I'm a warrior with, like, a sword and shield, sometimes, like, a stealthy person who steals everything from someone and then can, like, stab them in the back or whatnot, just lovely stuff like that, but I pr I'm pretty sure my favorite questline is the Thieves Guild questline, because that's my playstyle for these kinds of games. It's just thiefing kind of stuff, you steal things, not really killing people, but you get to explore the world a lot. You get to see different sides of it because you're just sneaking around. And you get to see all the dark corners of it. So That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for listening. I'm Jake. And I'm Andrew. And that was Skyrim. With Transit.